live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people get out of debt, build wealth, find jobs and purpose that they love, and grow incredible relationships. I'm John Deloney, joined by my great friend Jade Warshaw, and we are taking your calls on just about everything. 888-825-5225 is 888-825-5225. Five two two five. Let's run out to New ha- back to New Hampshire and talk to James. What's up, James? How we doing, man? Good, you? Good, good, good. What's up, man? Um, my question is: Should I pay off my credit cards or should I finish repairs on my apartment to gain in- more income? Your apartment to gain income? It's are you? Yes. Are, you're not living in the apartment. You're renting it out. So, um, I ha- my house is kind of like a duplex, but not really like okay. a duplex. So I right now I live in the house and I have two roommates helping me pay the mortgage. Okay. Um, and then I could you know it's going to cost me a, a, a good chunk to finish it. I it, it's I've been going through every time I rip open a wall I find more and more issues. Yeah. So yeah, I'm probably going to stop doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um. Okay. So you live in this house. You've got two of your buddies living there with you, rent free. Um. I'm pretty much, yeah, I'm pretty much rent-free right now. Pretty much, or you are? Oh, yeah, I, I am. Okay. <laughs> so, how much debt do you have, uh, including the credit cards? Put all of it in there. Tell me all of it. Uh, just um, 77500 Did you say just seven and se- 77500 Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's like, that's credit cards, personal loans, and car loans. Okay, so let's break it down. What's the personal loan? Personal, I have two. It's um, just under twenty grand. Okay, ten thousand each. Um, one's like eight. The other one's like twelve. Okay, and then what else? Keep going through the rest of it. Um, credit cards. Um, no, sorry, two car loans. Um, one's seventeen. One's like sixteen. Seventeen thousand um, and sixteen thousand. Yeah. Why do you have two cars, homie? <laughs> I have three. Um. I have my truck that I bought years ago. Um, I use it to do a bunch of stuff. I, I, I drive back and forth from um, New Hampshire pa- to California for work. Is that um, one paid for? Um, my truck? Um, no, that's the one that owes, I owe 17 for. Okay. Is the third car paid for, or does that one have a note as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a 2013 Prius. Okay. The 2013 Prius is paid for. What's it worth? Uh, Like... Probably what I pay for it sixty five to seven. No chance. How many miles does it have on it? A hundred of uh, hundred sixty nine thousand. It's worth. I bet you can get ten for it. But that's okay. Here. I know, yeah. Go so, to Kelly Blue Book. You can get ten for it. Keep going through this debt. Yeah, but, um, but the thing is with the free is like. I want well, to just go through the steps. Keep going through the steps. I derailed yeah. us. That's my bad. Keep going through the steps. Um, I owe. So we did personal loan one, personal loan two, car one, car two. Keep going, rolling yeah, down and that. And then um, I owe like one credit card, like seven. Another one's um, a little over two grand. Okay. Um, there's another one that's like six or seven. Okay. And, and I think it's one that's off the top of my head. I, yeah, uh, and then I think another one's like four. So how do you feel right now listing out all that debt? Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Um, 
What's the house worth? This duplex house. Um, if you were to sell it, I think I don't know, like three thirty-five, maybe. I hope. And what would it bring in profit? Um, I owe two thirteen on right now. Okay, so not much. No. Okay. Um, how old are you? Uh, twenty-nine. I'll be thirty in February. When did you buy this house, this duplex? Uh, in December 2019. December 2019? Yep. Uh, you need to sell this house. You're doing. You're going about everything in the wrong direction. And apparently it needs, like you said, every time you open up a wall, there's something more than it needs. And you need to sell this house. You need to sell this Prius. And I want you getting in an apartment with those same two <laughs> roommates only this time they're paying part of the the rent and i want you to get yourself a clean slate and let's restart this and let's knock these debts out one by one so that you can breathe it sounds like you here's what when i look at this here's what i see i see a guy who wants to be successful financially but went around about all the wrong ways to actually do it and it's backfiring and it's causing you to call two people that you've never met on the radio to get help yeah you know what I'm saying? And I want you to be successful financially too. Can we both agree that maybe you went down the wrong path? Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, it's some things, yes. Which, All things. Which things do you All think things. you did right? <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> which things are right for you in this equation? Um, my job and my truck probably because I, I do make money with my truck and my car. Okay, so job is good. What kind of job do you have, by the way? Um, I work for the government. I fix um, warships. Oh, cool. And what are you earning doing yeah. that? Um, this year, I should um, hit 98, hopefully okay, good. 100. Good. And so the 17,001, that was your work truck, right? Yes. Okay. The 16,001, we're selling that. We don't need it. So yeah. you can sell that one and let's keep the Prius. If you, if you can't use your work truck for like everyday stuff, let's flip it. And if, but if you can use your work truck for day to day, then let's sell the Prius and car number two. Yeah. Yeah. So that clears out quite a bit of debt right there already. And then after that, we've got these personal loans and we can just work through those bit by bit by bit. And if you sell this house, it's not going to bring much. But whatever it brings, we're going to put on the smallest debt and we're going to pay that one off. And then whatever is left, we're going to pay the next one off. And we're going to work through this and we're going to pay this debt off. And when it's all said and yeah. done, if you do it my way, if it's when it's all said and done, you're going to have no debt. You're going to have three to six months of expenses in cash sitting in the bank. And you're going to be investing 15% of your $98,000 salary every single month. And you're 29 years old, you're going to look up. All of this is going to be done. Oh, let me look at this right quick. Everything is going to be done in about 12 months if you hit it. And if you do the things that I told you, in a year from now, you're going to breathe and you're going to have a clean slate and you're going to have cash and you're going to have investments started. And you're going to go, oh man, I'm so glad that on October, you know, 27th, I called John and Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do have 23000 in the bank, though. All right. Let's Good. use it to pay off this debt. Keep 1000 aside as a starter emergency fund, 
and put the other 22,000 on this debt and you're going to go in order. You're going to knock out the 4K card tonight, the 6K card tonight, the other $2,000 credit card. You're going to work through these credit cards, smallest to largest, and then you're selling those cars. And when you look up, you're going to have you're going to have about $27,000 and you're going to blow through that so quickly because you have a $98,000 income and you're single and you're on fire. And now, my brother, you're going to be free. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. This is The Ramsey Show, and we are coming up on the holiday season, and many of you are all ready I trip it out a little bit. Just the thought of sitting around the Thanksgiving table with all the cousins and the grandparents and all the screens and all the political opinions and all of that one cousin that can't shut up about COVID. <laughs> and so listen, I got you. I got you. Questions for humans. This year, we took him one step further and we got the Thanksgiving deck. We have the Christmas deck. And we have grandparents and kids. And that was a special request that we got so often that we sat down with some grandparents and some kids. And we're going to save your holiday season. All right. So, Jade, I pulled a few questions out of the Questions for Humans Thanksgiving deck. This is designed for people to take to Thanksgiving dinner or lunch or whatever and avoid all the disastrous conversations and oh drama. All is, right. Is that possible? I'm trying. I'm trying. I want to look my kids in the eye and say, hey, your old man got in the ring and tried. <laughs> okay, the hit me. Hit families me. all fell apart, but we gave it a shot. <laughs> um, all right. So what is one Thanksgiving food item that makes you gag? Green bean casserole when it's made the wrong way. What's that mean? The wrong way. Let me. I'm going to just say it right now. <laughs> the folks who are getting a can of green beans and putting cream of mushroom soup on it <laughs> and then crumbling up those French onions, y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> it's so nasty. That's, That's awesome. All He's saying. like, That's how I do it. That's no, how I do it. My mom taught me the right way to make green bean casserole, and I've never seen anybody make it this way. What is it? You get the green beans, and you can use canned, mm-hmm. like the French cut kind, so they're like nice and thin. You saute it with onions, you add some sour cream, Swiss cheese into the sauce, pour it in a casserole dish, then you take cheese crackers. And don't, this is the one time you need to buy Cheez-Its from the store, name brand. Don't come in here with cheese flavored, you know, rounds or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Get the real Cheez-Its, crumble them up, bake it in the oven, you'll thank me later. Never make that nasty casserole again, that other kind. All right. 
<laughs> Look, I I like my my crispy Frenches, but I'm gonna need that recipe. Okay. Yes, we're on okay. it. Okay. You it. got it, Austin. Austin does not have a, a discerning palate. That's for sure. That's for sure. I see what he brings for lunch. All right. So I'm gonna preface my question with this. I'll eat anything. Okay. I'll eat anything. Like I'm a big Steve Ranello fan. Like the meat eater stuff. Like okay. I, okay. I will eat anything. I won't eat armadillo. And that like so I've draw a line there. I right? thank you for drawing the line at armadillo. <laughs> AJ's like, oh, it's delicious, man. But also. When somebody opens up a can of canned cranberries and it keeps oh. the tube of the can, it keeps the... It, yeah, it, it, you can see the indentations. I, I can't wrap my head around how somebody puts that inside their body. Now, Austin, I've seen him like rub it on his arms and his face. He's gross. But listen, <laughs> I don't... I, I just look at it and think, I just want to throw up the thought so of eating gross. that. I look, just can't wrap my head around it. And it's so gonna be easy quiet, to make but real cranberries, by the way. Yeah, do I, I was going to be quiet, but I got to defend myself. I make my cranberry jam from scratch. Thank you. There you go. Thank scratch. you. Scratch. That's a, a none of this canned stuff. All right. And it's All so right. easy. All right. So last question, Thanksgiving question: What makes our family weird, and what makes our family the best when it comes to Thanksgiving? Well, depending on who asks the question, I might say you're the one that makes it weird. <laughs> <laughs> what makes our family weird? You. 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 <laughs> Um, what makes our family weird and what makes us the best? Oh, boy. That's a loaded question, John. I can't answer it on the air. Right. Uh, the things that make us great is what we endure together. And the thing that makes us weird is that we still hang out with each other, even though all that we've endured together. <laughs> Excellent. I will say what makes my family weird is I'm going to answer this as carefully as I can. We have a really um, dark sense of humor in our house. Ah. And almost every time our Thanksgiving meal ends with really inappropriate jokes. Oh, gosh. And my mom storming off. And it's become like <laughs> almost, it's become a, uh, it's become almost a family tradition. Like a challenge. And then my dad, I look over in his face or in his hands, and he always says, guys, y'all get to go home. I got, I got to deal with this. Oh, and my mom is like, I just thought by now we'd be... <laughs> and it's every year since I was about 12. I got to hear some of these jokes. They're not great. Um, they're not... They're, I'm not proud of them. But it just devolves. And, um, but I think that's what makes us not the best. But also, I think it's what makes us the best is right. there's just no holds barred. This is going to shock you. I am kind of the quiet, stable one at that table. If that tells you anything about where it goes. I'm so shook. It's awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. Questions for humans. Go to RamseySolutions.com and rescue yourself and your family this holiday season. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and grandparents and grandkids. Hey, this year, go visit your parents and go on a date and hand your parents these cards and they can deal with the little ones this time without just handing them digital babysitters. All right, let's run out to Atlanta, Georgia, and talk to Skyler. What up, Skyler? Hey, um, need some advice on what my wife and I should do with uh, her car. Okay. What, what does she want to do? So what she wants to do, so we figured out that it's burning oil and that uh, piss rings are bad, but it's still running fine right now. Okay. Um, I'm thinking that we should sell the vehicle now while it's still worth like six to eight thousand dollars, and get like 
an equal trade or like a $10,000 vehicle. And she's thinking, because I'm a service technician, so I drive a service vehicle most of the time, so we're together in her vehicle 95% of the time. She's thinking, sell my truck and sell her car and get a nicer car. Then what would you do for your service vehicle? Well, I mean, the service vehicle, I would drive it for work, and then whenever we're not in work, uh, or whenever I'm not at work, we'd pretty much be together most of the time. I, I don't want to sell my personal vehicle. I mean, it's paid off when baby step 3B. Oh, so there's three. There's so, your car, your wife's car, and your service vehicle. Yes. Got you. Why doesn't, um, what about option three, which is spend a couple thousand bucks and get this thing fixed? Well, the piston rings are bad on it, and it's pretty much, like, it's valued at about $6,000, and you pretty much just might as well put a new engine in it, and that's okay. going to be mm-hmm. almost the same value. My challenge, my... So almost total. So, as a service technician, here's my gut response. I'm going to scrape together $10,000 for me and my family, and I'm going to walk in, and I'm going to buy this car that you know is bad. Mm-hmm. That part is the... That, that part makes me feel uncomfortable. It's, it feels yeah. unethical to me that you're going to, you as a guy who can see this thing coming, or like, I'm offloading this sucker right now, and some other sucker family is going to have to deal with it. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. It's, it's just, uh, you I, know, we just see it coming, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, no, like, I, I see it coming. I don't know what to do. I see it coming, but it feels like a. Um, I don't know, John. I feel like if he sells it to a dealer, they're going to do whatever they have to get it to do to get it driver ready. Maybe I mean, if he sells it to a dealer and lets them know, hey, this thing's bad in here. Yeah, I can see that. Or if he's if he's doing private sale and you're looking up the value with the issues, mm-hmm. then you're disclosing, hey, this, this is, is going to need a new engine, so yeah, we're going to sell it at four thousand dollars instead yeah. of ten. I think as um, long as you're but you and I took a call earlier where somebody put a pretty sheen on some foundation issues on a house, right? right? And right. now this family is stuck and they are trapped inside this house because they can't afford to get out and they can't afford to stay. That's right. Um, and so I, I, as a guy who doesn't know much about cars, it makes me uncomfortable. It feels like one of those not by your hand but in your lap situations, which is I hate this for you and it stinks and there's an ethical way out of this and then yeah. there's a... Like, I guess as long as you tell the truth. Yeah, tell the truth, sell it, put some cash with it, and get her another car of, of equal value, or if you can afford to put a little more cash with it. Yeah. And that yeah. might be the best thing to do. Yeah, just be honest. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost sharing ministry. But I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget. This is the Ramsey Show. Let's go out to Houston, Texas, and talk to Amy. What's up, Amy? Hi. Um, I have a question. My question for you all is uh, my husband and I are wanting to downsize, and um, but my mom uh, lives with us here. 
so we're not sure what to do. Ooh. Why does she live with you? Um, I we, we have two kids under the age of two, and initially when I got pregnant, um, she retired, so it kind of was like a great, um, it was going to work out where she kind of helped me out, but she also um, has her own business that she's trying to get off the ground and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess if you asked us today, we don't know why we all still live together. Um, <laughs> well, it worked um, out when she could offer the child care. Now, how old are your kids yeah. now? Um, they're, they're still, so one is uh, two and the other one is eight months. And, okay. Um, yeah, and so she does contribute. Like, um, she does uh, help out a little bit. But um, we're currently on baby step one, starting over again. We, when, before we had kids, we were at a better spot. We were at baby step two, but now we're back down to baby step one, trying to get back to our emergency savings. What happened? Um, just, I think, um, just bills got higher, and uh, we, we live in a house. We moved from an apartment. We were all in a two-bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. and my husband and I and the baby were in one room and my mom was in another uh-huh. and then she retired and, and well, she had retired before moving with us and then she moved in and then we uh, got an offer to move into a house a okay. little bit under the market rate um, through a friend. And um, so we moved into that house, but now it seems like we're house poor yeah. for somebody else's home, just everything to keep up with um in a home from the lawn to the gas bill. And your mom's not paying, your mom's not paying anything to live with you guys. Well, she is paying uh, to live with us. And, oh. um, but she she's paying, but it's not, we ran the numbers. And if we moved to like a one bedroom to be gazelle intense with our kids, we would really, um, we would be saving almost $600 a month opposed mm-hmm. to um, what she contributes, the difference. Um, is really 50 bucks of us living in an apartment being gazelle intense or her living with us. It, it's really not. I'm going to suggest that you guys that don't move into a one bedroom mm-hmm. apartment with two little kids. Me too. Okay. That's, um, okay. I, that's, that's what we would call napkin math that works on a napkin. It does not work in reality. Y'all okay. are going to go crazy. Yeah. In there. Now, I know there are people listening to the show or people who have family members that are doing that because they simply have to. So I'm not knocking okay. it. That is not y'all's situation. That is a napkin math problem that y'all did that would accelerate your current situation. Mm-hmm. What does your husband okay. do for a living? Um, he's an operations manager. He uh, sprays for pests. What does he earn? Um, he earns about 50 and what do you earn? Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I, I, I do bake on the side. Okay. okay. How are you a stay-at-home mom when the whole reason that grandma came to live was so she could help with the kids? Well, it's not it, it's not that kind of help. It's kind of um, like when she's around, like, can assist because um, she has her own things kind of going on. What did you do for work so, before you were a stay-at-home mom? Um. I uh, cooked a restaurant. Okay. I need you to go back to work. Okay. In, in some capacity. and We're going to figure that out. There's going to be a way that you're going to work quarter time, work part time, or work nights, or work weekends. But you need money coming into the house. Because if $600 a month is making or breaking and causing you guys to think that maybe we'll move into a one-bedroom apartment with four of us, 
there's other ways to get that $600 back in your pocket. And it's called yeah. your Saturday and Sunday. Or your husband's going to spray all day and then he's going to go work the 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. shift or 8 p.m. to midnight shift after dinner with the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just interviewed to um, deliver pizzas. Okay, so, good. And, and, I've been, and I bake on the side and stuff. Um, Baking on the side is, is that's, that's not going to bring the money you need. Yeah, that you can do that while the kids are awake. I'm talking about things to do to make even more money when your husband's home like at night mm-hmm. and also on the weekends or when you're when grandma's home. And by the way, if grandma's still going to live there, this is when you cash that chip in and you're <laughs> like, grandma, I need to go work because we're in debt. Yeah, we're struggling and we're going to do one of two things. We're going to sell this house and go to a two bedroom apartment and you're going to find a place. We're going to, or here's the three things. We need to raise rent mm-hmm. um, because we're trying to find a $600 spread. Our husband, my husband can take a second job I need to work a little bit and we're going to have to raise the rent a little bit on you if we're going to keep all keep this house. Mm-hmm. Um, or, um, and I'm going to need some help from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. because I got to go back to work because mm-hmm. I got to get this, we got to get this debt down. How much debt is it, by the way? Uh, we have 42000 altogether, <sighs> a, a car and um, student loan. Okay. How much is the student loan and how much is the car? The student loan is thirty, and the car is twelve. Okay, so the car is okay. Um, student loan's thirty. All right, yeah, that's right now. You bringing in an income changes everything, because if you've tr- if you've proven that you guys can live a life on fifty thousand dollars, then if you got another income, you if you if you found a way to earn forty thousand dollars a year, it would change your entire life, and you'd be out of debt in a year. Do you see how I did that? Yeah. And even if that means you having a hard conversation with your mom and saying, mom, I know you've got your thing on the side. We're going to have to do one of two things because the numbers aren't working out. Mm-hmm. We're going to need some help here because I got to go back to work or um, we have to sell the house. We're going to move to a, a two bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And we don't own the house. We're renting the house. The house you're in right now? Yeah. The house we're in right now is a house we're renting. How much That's are you paying? We were- I gotcha. How much are you paying per month? Uh, 15, currently 15, it's supposed to go up to 17, 15. So that's why we're what is she paying? looking at options. Um, she pays, well, we had started decreasing her rent because we thought she was going to leave. She said, uh, it was planned that she would leave in November, but, um, things changed. So currently she pays 350. Yeah. That's not enough. Yeah. It sounds like you, yeah. So it, all in all the, the rent is eight. 1850 and she's just paying 350 of it? Um, well, the rent currently is 15 and she pays, uh, she was paying 550 and then it gradually went down as she was getting ready to exit. But now it seems like I'm not uh, mad at that. She's paying a third and I don't okay, think that you're going to find, I don't that's think, you're, I don't think you're going to find anything cheaper than this. Honestly, yeah. what did you, I mean, did you look at two bedroom apartments before you looked at one bedroom apartments? And well, if fifteen hundred so, is five hundred a month. That's how I had. That's the number I had in my head for a two for a one yeah. bedroom. No, no, for this apart for this house. Yeah, I yeah for the mom. You're saying yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's fair. Five hundred is fair. Yeah, I yeah. think that's fair. I, my question, I guess, was: Is there a two bedroom? I feel like when I look at this, I'm like, that's a pretty good price to rent a house that is housing all of you. Mm-hmm. If you go, I don't know that yeah. you can find anything cheaper no, that's no, no, no. you know what i'm saying like i don't think that no, you should get out get rid of this house this rental yeah, situation the cheapest thing i found was a one bedroom with a study yeah <laughs> yeah no that's not gonna work do, hey here, here's a bigger question do you want your mom out um 
Be be honest. I'm I'm the only child, so it's really hard to say that because nope. So no, you feel guilty. You feel guilty, and you love your mom. Just because you wanted to move out doesn't. I love my mom to the moon and back, and I don't live with my mom. Right. The, both of those things I, can be true. So essentially, yes, because I want to live the life of my husband and my children. Of course okay. you do. Of I, course you do. It's time to have that conversation. Hey, that's not wrong or it's bad. It's not a bad thing. That's so normal and so normal <laughs> that you want to live your life in your house with just your husband and your kid. There's nothing wrong with that, girl. Okay. So on the financial, I guess we just... You got to start um, working. If you can find 30 and he can find another 10, you're out of debt in one year. 12 months. That's a drop in the bucket. And it's going to be awful. And do it anyway. It's not going to be that bad. They've been living on 50000 as it is. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's choosing your heart, right? <laughs> yeah. You guys got this. You're yeah. going to have to make some sacrifices and some real choices, but you can do it. Today's scripture of the, of the day is Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The great Lars Ulrich, founding member and drummer extraordinaire of Metallica, says, stretching your parameters is a necessity if you want to keep growing. I like it. Hey, when you hear Isaiah 40, 31, does it make you think of Remember the Titans? <laughs> Always. Like giggles, y'all. <laughs> like giggles, y'all. You remember that? love that. <laughs> Love it. Love anyway. It. All right, let's go out to Birmingham, Alabama and talk to Philip. What's up, Philip? How's it going? We're rocking on to the break of dawn, brother. What's up? Hey, man. I just had a quick question. So, uh, well, one thing to start off, my wife and I started uh, doing the, the snowball two months ago. We've already paid off $35,000. Whoa. What'd you Love sell? It. Did yeah. you sell something? No, well, I'm in sales, and so uh, I had a big motivator to uh, make some extra money, and I had my biggest month ever and was able to uh, pay off a lot of debt really Dude, quickly. Awesome. So, Congratulations, man. That's fantastic. So what's up? Yeah. All right, so um, question. My grandmother is being taken advantage of financially by my aunt. Uh, I'm wondering how I can step in and help. How have you already tried? So, I haven't tried yet. Okay. Uh, I haven't said anything to anybody. And the situation I'm about to share, I, I'm not even supposed to know, but my mom told me because it's one of those, it's like an emergency situation. So mm. um, I'll give you, give you some context. So my, on the, on the back end, my grandmother, she struggles financially, didn't invest in retirement, didn't know who Dave Ramsey was ever until I, I started going into him uh, a while back. And, so unfortunately she wasn't set up. Now she's in her seventies, has no retirement and she just draws social security. And I think she brings in like 1400 a month. So yeah. she's, 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 she's okay. It's she's not like very thin. You know, yeah. Very thin. Yeah. No margin there. So she came to me two or three years ago about, um, how does she, um, how does she get some breathing room? And so I, I essentially bought her house for what was owed on it and put some money into it to fix it up. And, 
she lives there for free. She just pays utilities, and that was kind of a retirement thing. She and I worked out, so that gave her a little bit of margin. But you, but your name's on the your name's on the house. You own it. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, um, so anyway, so she's been fine for two or three years. Like not rich, but she's doing good. Well, my my aunt, who is her daughter, um, is uh, very bad with money. Very very bad with money, and almost weekly, it seems like is asking my grandmother for money. Nothing big. It's usually 40 bucks here, 50 bucks there. But that stuff adds up, especially when it's coming from somebody with no margin. Um, so anyways, it's always bothered me. I hadn't said anything. It's my grandmother's money, whatever. Um, but recently, uh, last week, I got a call from my mom. Um, my my grandmother ended up paying a, a bill, utility bill or something for my aunt. And my aunt apparently took a picture of her debit card and ended up using it for other things as well without telling my grandmother. Wow. Yeah. And last month, um, my grandmother is at Walmart checking out, getting groceries and car gets declined, which is one embarrassing, but two, it's, uh, it's one of those, you're like, oh my God, I know I have money in there. It's not there. What's going on? That's straight up illegal. Yeah. It's stealing. Yeah. Yeah, so she goes and checks, and uh, apparently about $500 has been spent um, without permission Mm -hmm. from my grandmother's card um, on an online game that my aunt has been playing. Um, And so anyways, grandmother confronts the aunt, and the aunt goes, oh, I don't know how that happened. Mm -mm. You know, that's crazy. I'll try to get your money back, that whole thing. And that's kind of where we're at. And I'm not supposed to know about this because my grandmother knows how I'm going to yeah. react. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, so this is one of those situations, not by your hand, but in your lap. You yep. didn't ask for this situation. You didn't ask for somebody in your family to be so deceitful as to steal from an elderly mother. Wow. And quite honestly, and quite frankly, you didn't ask for your mom to not get involved with her mother and her sister, which is her responsibility. As you started talking, my first question to you was going to be, call your mom, or why haven't you called your mom? And your mom has passed the buck to you. And so, I would, if I'm you, I would tell my mom, mom, you have 24 hours to get involved, and then I'm going to get involved. You've given me this information, and I can't sleep at night. I'm the homeowner. I've already bailed this whole family out of problem one. And I'm about to go get involved again too. And by the way, I'm going to call the police. I was about to say, Mom's going to get her credit, her her debit card changed. She she needs to do that before the day is over. Because she, this, she did that already. Okay, good. Um, but are you calling the popos? I'm calling because yeah. that's what I'm doing. I'm calling the police. At the very minimum, I'm making it very clear to my to my aunt because nobody else in the family will. If you come near grandmother again and ask for money, I call the police because you stole this, right? And I understand that this is awkward and weird. Unfortunately, your mom puts you in a very awkward, weird situation. Unfortunately, your family has not been as responsible with money as you have been, and they have put you in multiple awkward, weird positions. And if people keep doing that to me, I'm going to take the straightest path out. And by the way, grandmother can do what grandmother wants to do, as much as that pains me to say. So if she says, I want you to butt out, you are not calling the police, get away from me. I don't want, 
That's going to hurt. It's going to hurt like all bloody hell. Mm-hmm. And she gets to do that because she's a grown-up and that's her money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why did your mom not make a whole bunch of calls and ring all the bells? If she I found out my little brother was stealing from my mom. Oh, it's going down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He would never in a million years do that. He's such a person of high integrity. Why didn't your mom get on the phone with your her sister immediately? Well, she she said something to her, or, or sorry, she wanted to say something, but my grandmother goes, hey, I'm telling you this, I shouldn't have told you, don't say anything to your sister. Mm. Don't say anything to anybody. Well, then don't tell and me. my mom is, exactly, I know, right? my mom calls me, I'm the responsible one in the family. I, when I speak, people in the family listen, because they're like, you know, like, he means what he says, he says what he, he means, yep. you know, all that stuff. And well, so, good for you for, for um, breaking this family curse. I, I, I would tell my mom, you've got 24 hours to get right in the middle of this because I'm going to. And she'll say, oh, Philip, don't do that, please. Grandmother told me in confidence. Grandmother wants someone to help or she wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking. And she's thinking, I told my daughter and nobody's helping. Well, she's hoping there's a way this could be done where no one's feelings get hurt and no one has to know about it and that, that you can just sweep it under the rug, but that's... You're so far like that. It's just not possible. No. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put everybody on notice. And here's the other thing. You're sending a message. One of two messages. Number one, if you don't want me involved, you better not tell me because I'm getting involved. Number two, um, I don't play this game. We treat each other with dignity and respect. We don't steal from family members. We don't steal from our elderly mothers. Wow. We don't, we don't commit fraud in our own house. I won't stand for that. And there we go. At the end of the day, also, this might even be a little bit weirder. That's your home. You can tell your aunt, you are not welcome in my home. Right? Yeah. You could tell your aunt, I'll no trespass you on my property because grandmother's a tenant of my place, Mm -hmm. but not welcome. Oh, it was an accident. I didn't mean to. It wasn't an accident. That's not an accident. Mm -hmm. She got caught. Yeah. She's trying to make some money on an online game. And wouldn't you know it, she didn't win. Man. Golly. Hey, I'm glad you I'm glad it's you, Philip, because you're a person of high integrity and high character. Um, just just for a moment like this. Hey, I want to thank all the guys in the booth and Skylar. Thank you, America, for tuning in and listening to the show. Great job, Jade. Hey, be kind to one another. Pay off your debts. Don't steal from your mothers. <laughs> We'll see you soon right here on The Ramsey Show.